State of Racing with RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. It is time for the footnote with Nick Foot and, of course, uh, our Group 1 winning superstar jockey Stephen Arnold. Uh, Nick, good morning to you. Morning, Michael. How are you going, mate? I'm well. You recovered? Uh, yeah, almost. The busiest um, man in Australia you were last week. It so. was busy, but it was good fun. And I think I was a bit sceptical at the start, but I like the idea that we don't fall off a cliff, so to speak, from the class of racing. We've got another Group 1 weekend to look forward to this weekend. It's terrific, isn't it? They're just um, weaning us off off the, uh, off the Group 1s. And it's, it's hard sometimes, with all respect to the Cranbourne and not, whatnot, but going from Champions Day straight straight down there for the Cup, it gives us a nice little a nice little laser into Cranbourne next yeah, week. So, absolutely. no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, mate. And the good news is that we get to continue the association with Stephen Arnold because he only works on big days and he joins us. How are you, Stevie? I'm um, great. Thanks, Michael. Morning, Nick. Morning, mate. Uh, you a fan of uh, this extension and pushing back the 1,000 guineas and the Rupert Clark? Yeah, I was a little bit the same. Like, we, I think we traditionally don't, don't like that we sort of go against change a little bit, don't we, when we first hear about it. But I think as it's flowed on, I think there's a there's a nice sort of a flow to it and it's nice not to just end. Um, I know there's still nice racing, but it's not. It's nice not just to end and, and continue on a little bit with some with some really nice horses going into this sad day. So actually, I, I, I like it, Michael. Yeah, I, I think the two group ones are... Interesting races. Uh, Sharky's very bullish about um, getting the thousand guineas down to a two-horse race in Skybird and Coa Volant. I, I think it could be a little wider than that. What are your thoughts, Nick? Uh, I've got. I'm. She's scary, isn't it? Where I somewhat agree with with Shark. I'm actually going the other way. I know he was. He's bullish about Skybird, and she does look a star, but. Coeur Volante, I think, just looks one of the bets of the day. Like She's just had an outstanding lead-in to this race. Uh, that win in the Scarborough Stakes first up was outstanding when she had to switch back to the inside. She found a bit of trouble with Bossy Nick there, but I particularly loved last start um, because she was able to do it both ends. Somehow, Blake Shin was able to slot her into the 1-1 from Barrier 14, which was just a terrific ride in itself, but she was able to really sprint off a fast tempo. They went some nine lengths faster than the class average to the 600, and and she was up there um, sustaining that speed and was able to still get home in one of the fastest um, closing sectionals. Mm-hmm. So that is a recipe for me every single time to have a bet. And what you've got here is you've got a drawing barrier five, not 14 mm. this time. So maps terrifically again. And, um, yeah, this is just a bet I have every single time. And and I think it wins more often than not. Um Stevie Arnold was telling me that Blake Shin's ride on Curve Volante last start was second only to his ride on So You Think in the Cox Plate. It was a piece of work, wasn't it, Stevie? Yeah, it was brilliant, Michael. It was, it was, it was a fantastic ride. and uh, But just as Nick uh, touched on, visually it was spectacular, but they actually did go along pretty firm in the race, and he, had to, he sort of had to ramp it up reasonably early to, to sort of defend his position one off the, the fence. So... She actually did a brilliant job, I thought, and I, I think uh, from this draw, he's got the options this time. If they go firm, he can sort of be midfield, or if they go steady, he can lob in the box seat. So I think he holds the aces a little bit tactically uh, in this race, so I think she'll be mighty hard to beat. I think there's a few chances in the race. I don't mm. think it's a two-horse race, but I think she's the one that sort of, as I say, holds the aces tactically. Blake can, can just ride her where, where she's comfortable, and he can ride to the tempo of the race. Um Bird tends to just get back a little early, obviously, and it was a fantastic ride, I thought, by Merton's last time, obviously. 
but when you watch it, actually had every possible chance because he had a soft time early and was able to sprint through unimpeded and 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 use the turn of foot. Whereas this time he may be sort of midfield with with a few traffic issues. But she's you know I'd, you know I'd love to see her win for Mitch and and uh, and Bo again, but um, she might have a few little traffic problems from the 400 metre mark. What do you think? Bo Mertens does, Stevie, from Barrier 2. I would have really liked to have seen her drawn out to sort of offset that pattern of getting back and running on and not having those traffic issues you speak of. She's, she has shown an ability to jump. Do you think that they'll, they'll use her and really try and find a position or is she going to be really buried back on the rail? I think he won't take it off her early. I think he'll he'll try and roll as close as he possibly can without taking the finish off her. The last thing you want to do is come out sort of hot on her and, and ride her into a spot, and then she doesn't finish off, and you say, why do we do that? So I think there's enough tempo for him to just let her get comfortable through the heart, first half. She won't be back last, but she might be, as I say, I think there's a little bit of tempo in the race, so she might be sort of midfield, which which she'll just need a little bit of luck at the 600 metre mark, and she, if she gets that, she'll, she'll sprint in the race beautifully. But um, as I say, I think there's a few chances in the race. I, I worked Jolly Star the other day, and I thought she worked terrific mm. around Caulfield, so I think she'll run well. But um, as I say, for me, Caulfield wants the one that sort of holds the aces. Is she able to sit a lot closer from one, uh, Jolie Star? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she can. I could see her sort of in the in the, in the box seat um, from there. And uh, as I say, I think she's going really well. So. Is among the chances, and um, you know, Arctic Glamour. I think it's going pretty well. So I think, as I say, I think there's a few chances in the race. How do you rate a couple of the um, up-and-coming horses that have come through lower-class races but look really good, um, like your vibrant son Ollie's last ride uh, in in a race where she wins by eight lengths. What did the times, what did the ratings out of that race tell you? Yeah, it, it rated okay, and it's hard to really get a full grasp when you see, you don't know what's in behind. Um, so eight lengths, obviously, at Geelong, that was over 1,700 metres. Um, look, looks looks progressive, but is this come up too soon? Is it too steep of a rising class? They're the, they're the questions that I would ask and, and have the question marks over. But there are some really interesting runners down there that sort of have that steep rising class that come through. And this is what a thousand guineas mm. can offer and, and throw up. So for me, I'd prefer to take these uh, these lead-ins, like the thousand guineas prelude with the um, and Skybird and the Phillies Classic. You, you'd prefer to see them really put the runs on the board and, and the ones that haven't done anything wrong. And even when you touched on Arctic Glamour, well, what price would she be if she didn't have a flat one in the calendar Presnell last start? So that was disappointing on face value. She'd be half the price if she didn't put in that one. So if you can forgive that, she's right in the mix as well. What about a horse like Quickster, who... It'd be a huge effort to win your a thousand guineas at just your third start, but she wasn't far behind Skybird and without much luck. Yeah, that's true. Um, look, and in the right camp to be to be uh, running well with Peter Moody and, and Catherine Coleman. But again, through that race, there's only one that I'd like to be with, and and it's a steep steep rise again. And we'll have to take another step from a ratings perspective. All right. So you're very solid in the in the. Yeah, you, you've tried to turn me a few times here already, Michael, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I feel like I'm sticking pretty strong uh, in the Covalente camp. All right, and which way are you, uh, if you could ride one, Steve? Yeah, I'm 
equivalent, just the just the uh, tactical versatility. I think of uh, Blake will have be able to just uh, ride her wherever she's comfortable. She'll just ride on the tempo. As I said, if they're going quick, he'll he'll be back a bit further, and she's got a beautiful turn of foot. Or if he has to make a bit of use of her and put her in the box seat, he can do that. So I, I like her. Uh, I like her in that race. Rupert Clark, fourteen hundred metres, big field, some wide gates. How do you see the race being run, Steve? Yeah, there'll be pressure, Michael. Obviously, Buffalo River. He's not—he's not a great beginner, but he just builds and then he'll—he'll he'll sustain. So he'll just um, take his time to come across, you know, in the first furlong, and then he'll build, build his speed. But there'll be plenty sort of kicking up to try and hold a spot. So I think there'll be there'll be enough pressure, you know, as we see with these big handicaps, fourteen hundred. It's not a great start at Caulfield. Obviously, the jockeys have to make a decision. They'll know that Buffalo River will be. Will be coming across in the in the first hundred metres and, and and making it a, a solidly run race, but it's it's a real uh, it's a real challenge for the jockeys from the out out you know out out wide. Mortimer, you know, I think he'll run great. Um, Luke Curry's just pro- he'll probably just go quiet, and it just depends. Like we've seen over Flemington, just depends how that track's racing. You know, mm. if it's leaders, it might change things around, or you know, if they can swoop. You, you'd love for you'd love to see the races being run with a bit of cover and, and down the middle for Mortimer and, and and quite the opposite for it for the leaders obviously so they'll just monitor that through the day but obviously he'll go quiet on Mortimer from that draw I think he'll run terrific he just needs that yeah probably just that flowing run three deep with cover in into the straight and then and then he'll be down the middle but I think uh, if it works out for him he can run great and what's Mick D do on magic time um I think he'll go I think he'll go a little quiet because um, I think he'll, he'll trust that there's enough pressure in the race to, to sort of bring him across. He won't go negative, but he'll just go balanced up, and that might get him into some sort of spot with a bit of cover. I don't think he'll come out too... You know, he won't sort of start him up and, and go too keen early. I think he'll, he'll look for a little bit of cover somewhere, you know, just off them, and, and trust that that speed's firm enough that he can go over the top of them. If they are edging off the fence as the day sort of gets on and using the, the middle part of the track, it, it does start to bring in some of these good runners that have been sort of crueled at the mm. barriers, haven't they? Um, I'm sort of siding the way here uh, of a couple that have, have drawn quite well, and one of them's Valana. And, look, I, I'm all for romance in racing, but I am also want to use my head as well. And, and and I've landed on Valana via that. It's just a bonus, I guess, that it's all his final group one in Victoria. But... He, he rode this horse in his own race on Derby Day and things just didn't pan out. He was like four or five wide um, without cover throughout and just peaked on his run late. But that'll top him up beautifully for this. So last spring preparation when he was third up, uh, he won the $1 million Hunter. So Profiles is a horse that – and that was a career peak too. So Profiles is a horse that's ready to um, – to go really big on the weekend, uh, remaining at the 1,400 metres and getting a different setup, drawing inside. So I think he's a big hope. And the other one that I, I want to entertain as well, and these are on the second and third line of betting, and you're getting double figures, mm. by the way, and that's straight Acer, who was just um, excellent that through the Golden Eagle, that Obamburamai. I hope I've done that Japanese horse well there with the pronunciation, Michael. That, that form looks elite here, 1.3 lengths off the Japanese runner. Marks are on board, going to go from barrier four is going to get an economical run. I think you can just have a small play at those two. You're getting double figure odds for the second, third line of betting and drawn really kindly. Shark and I have been warming to Eton. What chance Eton in your books? Yeah, well, this is a crossroads. This is the real crossroads race, I think, for Eton. And uh, look, 
you got to feel somewhat for the connections. They've had a torrid time with a, the boom horse and, and what he could have been early. But, geez, you got to respect his Caulfield record, don't you? He's five from five at the track, four from four track and distance. He's a Caulfield beast. And, look, I, I hope he runs well. Um, I hope he runs well because they've they've been put through the ringer connections with, with this horse going back to spider bites and all those types mm. of things. So um, certainly give him a chance. Any number of chances here, Steve. Who do you see as the, the main few? Yeah, I, I, I sort of like the, uh, the form of straight acer as well. I think that's sort of irresistible form coming through through Sydney. Should get a great run. Mark Zara, you know, it's, it's a game where when you're in form, you seem to stay in form. He's, he's riding brilliantly at the moment. So should get a lovely run somewhere off that nice tempo and be able to blend into the race somewhere down the middle. Munameka, um, just at that gate, obviously... Uh, the, the sticking point, but he'll just go a bit quiet, Luke Curry, I think, and hopefully, as we say, as the, as the day goes on, they might be blending in the race and, and finishing down the middle, so uh, that's his hope. I'd love to see him win for for Nick and uh, Luke Curry. It'd be a great result, but, uh, yeah, they're my couple, straight Acer and Wanamek. Yeah, there's a, a, a few that deserve their Group 1 victories in uh, the Rupert Clark tomorrow. Nick, uh, of course, has been waiting a long time, both as a jockey and a trainer. It'll be a good story for him as well. They're the two Group 1 features. Anything else on the card you're keen to play into, Nick? Uh, my best is in the Village Stakes uh, in race number five. I- I'm really keen on uh, the South Australian horse coming over, mm. Sharipa. Um, you're either really in Sharipa's camp or you're really against it, I reckon, this week, just listening to RSN yep. and, a, and a few different opinions. And look, go steeply up in grade here, but what he's been doing Doing on the clock in Adelaide just doesn't lie. So got home uh, 10 lengths inside benchmark for his last 600, last start, was soft, made it look easy. And I think he's gone to a new level this prep and um, just being ridden a touch off the speed as well. He was probably just a little bit more of a leader in those earlier preparations. Kayla Crowther comes over to take the ride, um, has drawn out, but 1,100 metres at Caulfield can sort of just blend into the race with some cover and... Um, I think he's going to be mighty, mighty hard to beat in what doesn't look um, an overly strong listed listed race with mm. the likes of Barber, who's given us all a aggressive skin fade across the last few starts, uh, and Hypothetical, who's racing really well. I can't disrespect Hypothetical, but I think Sharipa just adds a little bit of X factor to that race, and it's my best on the program. I like it. Race five, number 11. Uh, anything stand out to you, uh, Stevie, outside of the two group ones? Um, um, I like Arkansas Quid. I know he's... Yep. Things not my thing. He's short in the market, but just for Ollie, be great. I think the goat to go out with a with a big winner on his last day at Caulfield. I think I think he's the one that I like. Yeah, he does look a good uh, bet in the blue sapphire. Uh, Steve, you'll be trackside at Caulfield. Certainly will, Michael. Yeah, looking forward to you joining the Hoss. Uh, he's had a quiet week, Andrew. He doesn't work enough, so make sure you get in there. <laughs> Uh, nice and early. He's doing Midnight to Dawns next week as well, which is good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really? Here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know if it was one uh, of those uh, talkback type yeah. dial-ins. Uh, uh, and Marie McEwen as well. How about this for an SMS? Um, Nick Foote, one of my favourite boundary umpires. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is like a that's a double-edged sword that that is through I, I love it but it's also a dagger in my heart that <laughs> you, 
you're a big dog now. You're on the main field. Well, I haven't run a boundary since I was 14 in Hobart, but um, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. You're happy with the, the draw? We've got pre-rounds now. Uh, Round zero, I saw round that. Round zero. Yeah. This is something interesting. It's a week off the holidays. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> Make it work. Gee whiz. Um, how can you go past Ed? And he grows a leg at Caulfield. Uh, not a horse running tomorrow with a better record. Nick, Fair race four, number 11. Miss Rumbini. Great each way bet at $19. Excellent. I'm not going to pot anyone for a tip at $19. Yep. All the best. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Steve, look forward to your great work tomorrow at Caulfield on RSN. Thanks, Michael. Good luck, boys. Stevie Arnold joining us there. Uh, Nick Foote. You enjoy tomorrow, and we'll catch up with you next week. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you then. You trackside? Uh, I'm having a well-deserved week off. Off to the paddock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> End of prep run for sure <laughs> on Stakes Day. Uh, we will take a break.